Hey, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday morning. I always, I should just introduce you and my favorite guest, my favorite guest ever, Kevin Peterson, licensed marriage and family therapist and creator of the Chronic Hope Institute. Hi, Kevin. Well, hey, Melissa. I hope the other guests don't get offended by that. I don't want mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say that when she introduces us. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love is that every time we talk, I love our conversation. I love the learning, the growing, and I was I was seeing today's topic. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love talking about this. And what you just said to me off the air about trauma, what was it? It is the centerpiece of mental health. Yeah. You know? um, it's kind of the alpha and the omega, and it's where everything kind of comes from. And, and then how we respond to it is what tends to create a lot of our mental health issues. Right. So explain to me, yeah. when we talk about trauma, what are we talking about? That's a that's like the, the the best question ever because every every client every family I work with always is like oh no we don't have it mm. I'm like okay cool I get it I get that you think that but that's not how it works so we divide trauma into two categories big T and little T big T is the stuff you're thinking of you know war uh, you know assault murder you know robbery physical mm-hmm. assault that sort of thing that's the big T stuff okay right. and and yeah there's very little percentage of people that actually engage in that. Um, Little T stuff is kind of the accumulative things like, you know, uh, getting yelled at, getting into a fight, you know, bumping into a wall. Grief and loss can, is trauma. OK, mm. it's it's the engagement of the day to day stuff that sort of impacts you and sort of bounces you off your center. Does that make sense? Yeah. Give me some other examples. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I'll tell you the best. So so the best place to really look at it. The CDC did an amazing study in the 90s uh, called the Adverse Childhood Experience. It's called the ACE study. And what they did, it was, it was with Kaiser Permanente and Emory University. And what they did is they interviewed about 17,000 people and said, let's count the number of things that you've experienced in your lifehood from, you know, um, watching your parents argue, um, coming from a divorced family, um, you know, uh, not having a stable home situation where, you know, you know uh, where the next meal is coming from, mm-hmm. coming home to an empty house. You know, all those sort of things are traumas, okay? And and so you could, when you start looking at the little t concept, you start to realize that it's it's the accumulation of all those things over your childhood and how you learn to respond to them. And that's what we're really taking a look at. And that's what the ACE study does. You can go up on the CDC website and punch that in and, and uh, get a lot of information there. But So what they talk about is experiencing violence, abuse, or neglect. That's the big stuff. Witnessing violence in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, having family members attempt suicide uh, or die. Substance abuse in the house. Not you, in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, mental health issues in the house. Right. Insta- you know, instability. Like, like I'll talk to people. People and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we moved all the time. OK, that's called instability. Yeah. You know, and, and that's really hard on kids because kids like to have things the same all the time. Yes. That makes them feel safe and it allows them to grow emotionally. Now, and I think when you talk about what little T is, little trauma is, and I hear all the different examples, who doesn't have that in their childhood? And the answer is no one. Right. Everybody has it. When you start breaking it down like that and, and everyone's like, OK, and the other thing too is because of the whole stigma around mental health people's automatic response when you ask them questions is not me nope uh-uh because mm-hmm. they don't want you to think there's something wrong with them right and 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 so what we're ultimately trying to do in society and, and this conversation i'm having with you 
is break down that stigma and be like, no, 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 no. This is normal. Everybody has this. Everybody has a situation. Right. Everybody had to experience stuff that was upsetting and overwhelming to them. And, you know, when you're three, four, five, six years old, you don't know how to deal with that. So is that the key right there is the people that really have issues later on weren't taught or didn't know how to deal with it? Well, and yes, absolutely. You know, one of the one of the findings of this ACE study was that people that have a higher number of incidences and situations, um, and I mean small potatoes, the small the, the, the small tea stuff. It, by the way, it can be witnessing a, a car accident. It can be watching a fight at school. It can be getting yelled at. It can be getting humiliated or bullied. You know, those are all trauma situations. Right. What they what they found is there's a direct link to the number of trauma incidences or ACEs you have to chronic health problems, mental illness, substance abuse problems in adolescence and adulthood, um, education issues, job opportunities, earning potential, chronic illness, smoking, pregnancy, incarceration. It was like a one-to-one direct line. And it was like, huh, look at that. Wow. And uh, yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And, and, And I have to tell you, as a therapist, as a family therapist, Every person I've ever engaged with almost automatically starts with, nope, not me. And then as we dig in and start talking more, they start telling you stuff. And you're like, okay, I just want to let you know that's a traumatic environment. Mm. And they're like, oh, I thought that was just normal. Right. And that's the key is that people, what kids do is they adapt and they normalize something. Oh, it's normal for dad to come home from work and start yelling and screaming and throwing things around the house. You know, that's normal. Everybody does that. Right. No, that's not normal. You know, it's normal for mom to hide me in the closet and wait for dad to cool down. No, that's not normal. Yes. And it doesn't even have to be that extreme. Sometimes it's going to be more along the lines of, oh, it's normal um, for, for us not to have enough food for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. or it's normal for me to come home to an empty house, or it's normal for me to watch something at school that was really upsetting and have no one to talk to about it. So here they are, they're and, sitting in your office and you tell them, them, hey, that's not normal. Then what is that next step? How do you unpack that and help them work through the trauma? Absolutely. And so what we do is we, you know, what, first we have got to have the conversation about, can we acknowledge the fact that that's just, that's, and it's not your fault, by the way. That's the other thing too. Because the next thing they want to do is like, well, you know, it's, it's not my parents' fault. It's, it's nobody's fault. It, it, it's just reality. It's just what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's about now I'm going to teach you some lessons on how to address situations uh, that are uncomfortable for you. And, and what we do is we adapt to that. So when we get somebody that has experienced a lot of childhood trauma or experienced in stability in their home, you'll find that what they do is, and this is crazy, but get a load of this. This is a real thing. People, and, and they can be super successful and financially well off, they won't pay their bills because they're afraid they're going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. And, and you're looking at them like, you have plenty of money. You have plenty of money in the bank. Why aren't you paying your credit card bill? Right. Oh, no, no, no. I, I have to have as much, I have to have money hidden under the mattress because yeah. you never know what's going to happen next. And mm-hmm. it's like, where did that come from? Mm. And, and, and then when you can start intellectually unpacking that with them and saying, now, I understand that when you were a child, there was food instability. There was housing instability. There was emotional and, and you weren't physically safe, but you are today. So now what we're going to do is start doing a couple of different trauma therapies. Like the big one is EMDR, eye movement, desensitization, reintegration, which is done with some buzzers in your hand and tapping. And, yep. and it's, a whole, it's a whole process. I mean, yep. It'll take forever to talk about. No, I get it. I've done so it before. And it's, it's, it's incredible the fact that it works because it sounds so voodoo, but it's incredible. <laughs> 
exactly. And that was that was really developed like 30 years ago. Right. Yeah, that's what everybody thought. This is crazy. This is crazy talk. Right. This is voodoo. Yeah. You know, now it's an acceptable principle. Sure. You know, there's other somatic therapies. There's other rapid resolution therapies. There's all sorts of different kinds of therapies that are designed to go after calming your nervous system. Yes. So that when you when you start to feel unsafe and uncomfortable, you don't react. And and that's what the, that's what trauma therapy is in a nutshell. Right. Teaching your body and your brain not to react the way it has. Exactly. And 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 that you're going to be okay. Yeah. That you're going to be safe. And and you know I can tell you this all day long intellectually, but you know that's not going to help you when you're at home uncomfortable and feeling a little freaked out, and you reach for the Costco sized bag of kettle corn. Yeah. You know, and you empty it. Yep. You know, and and and, and you're like, huh? I wonder why I'm putting weight on. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's not because you know people are like, oh, I have a I have bad choices, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yeah, I understand, but let's talk about where that comes from and why. Right. Because if we can get to the root of it and we can solve that, then we can get to that space where you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have kettle corn for dinner tonight. Stop that reaction because I know food for a lot of people is a reaction to trauma and anxiety, food and alcohol and drugs and anything to kind of numb out and and shopping. <laughs> Shopping, you know? I know. Because <laughs> what does it do? It makes us feel better. Yes. You know, it soothes us. It gives us that instant sense of release and, and it calms us down and stops making me feel scared and anxious and angry. And so what we want to do is learn how to deal with those emotions in a healthy way and realize that when something happens, it doesn't mean it's going to take over. Mm. And that's the scary part for, for anxiety, depression, all that stuff, is that when that stuff starts to creep up, people get really scared. They're like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall into a depression and I'll never come out. Yep. And and. And that's what we try to address is, you know what, depression and anxiety and anger and fear, those are all normal reactions. Those are normal emotions. Yeah, so and so many people haven't been taught happen. that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you kind of have to allow them to happen, but then realize you don't have to make it worse by getting drunk or doing drugs or eating, yep. you know. Such good advice. And spiraling. Yeah, that's that can be, and that, now that's the quickie version. There's, 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 you know, I always say people are like jigsaw puzzles. The more they talk, the more pieces of the puzzle I get. Oh, I'm sure. And, I'm sure. Because every time yeah. I tell you something about me, I'm like, I see your brain working. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I would never think that way. Ah, you liar, liar. All right, so yeah. let's talk. Like we're we're figuring out trauma, the big T, the little T. Where does the whole PTSD? Where does that fall in, and what is that? Sure, post traumatic stress disorder, and you know it's funny. It's one of those things where it's uh, it's come up to be one of those things where everybody walks around talking about. I have PTSD. I you know, and it's like oh, okay, I get it. Let's talk about what you're. You know, when we take a look at the actual definition of what it is, it's it's a series of behaviors surrounding traumatic events over a specific amount of time. So. Um, PTSD is, you know, generally associated with like military service or, or domestic violence. Uh, and and they, it's how where people are exposed to war, hardship and traumatic events. And they they're, they're so their system is so overwhelmed that they're, they're actually frozen to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And, and when they're 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 kind of I always say when you're walking around all day on an emotional scale of like zero to ten, you know, um, more often than not, most people are kind of like in the two, three, four range and then something happens and it spikes them up. Somebody who's got severe PTSD is generally running around at a seven or eight situation and the smallest thing will tip them over the edge. Oh, okay. 
And and so, you know, it comes from so many different things. It's it, it's PTSD is big T trauma. Let's be clear. That's the okay. big stuff. That's a, that's an important point right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's unexpected death of a loved one, life-threatening illness, you know, pre- pregnancy trauma can be a big thing, you know, losing children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really interesting, too, and this is why we can really go down the path here. Fascinating studies are being done about what we call intergenerational trauma. And what we're finding is like Holocaust survivors, their grandchildren and great children are actually genetically predisposed and born with trauma, oh. um, which is utterly fascinating. And it's not something I specialize in. I've just read a couple of things and it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. But it, it really makes sense when you consider, you know, what happened and how they lived and what was done to them, that it just sort of, you know, it becomes part of the culture. That is really interesting. You know? I mean, I have a, a yeah. massage therapist that always says to me, your issues are in your tissues, that your body literally hangs <laughs> on to things. Absolutely. No questions asked. That is absolutely the truth. You know, the body definitely holds everything, the body and the mind together. And that's what we're trying to do, right, is connect the body and the mind mm-hmm. so that when something happens, the, the mind doesn't automatically race to the red line, yeah. you know, and go into the red zone. And the body and the mind can combine and calm itself down and be like, I'm going to be okay. This is going to be an okay situation. We're going to get through this. It may be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to get through this. And I mean, I, I'll tell you, back to the EMDR, it's something I do with my therapist. And it was some, I would have told you, I was one of the first people to tell you, I don't need this, I'm mm-hmm. fine. And she was like, Kevin, you know, let's take a look at the events of your life in the last couple of years. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And a lot of it's surrounding the loss of my father two years ago. Right. You know, and, and grief and loss are can create complex trauma for people because it's so overwhelming and so hard to understand. And, and it's, I mean, it's just tough. You know, losing yeah. people is tough. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you say as a therapist, why is it so important that we figure out our trauma and deal with it? Well, you know, it's kind of the key to the lock. You know, it's like when somebody comes into me and says, you know, whether it's a couple or family or an individual, they're like, here's how I behave. Here are my situations. Here are my issues. I'm like, okay. So what you're telling me is that when you get, get to this space, you react like this. That reaction is a trauma response, you know, and, and so what we got to do is I can teach you, you know, you know, it's the old joke, right? The guy walks into the doctor and says, you know, it hurts when I raise my elbow. And the doctor's <laughs> like, don't raise your elbow. Right. You know, right. And, and, and so I can teach you that. I can teach you alternatives to raising your elbow. But let's talk about why you raise your elbow. Mm. What's, what is it you're trying to do? And, and so let's and let's dig in there. And that's where that's where you really got to dig into that stuff and have and, and, and find that space of okay, so where did you learn that that was a proper response to a situation? Yeah. And, and eventually they're like, oh, oh, when I was a kid, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, great, let's let's go there. Yeah, I love our conversations. Kevin Peterson with the Chronic Hope <laughs> Institute. For folks that want to get in touch with you and want more information, what do they need to do? The best way to get a hold of me is uh, to go to my website, chronichope.us. And we do therapy, we do coaching, we do family therapy, online, in person, whatever. Um, and we also I have a I have a great Instagram channel at Kevin W Peterson with Peterson with an E um, where I post a whole bunch of stuff. I'll actually be posting a segment from this. I love it. I love it when I make it onto your segments. Uh, you're my fa- you're my favorite. <laughs> Kevin, always a pleasure talking to you. Kevin Peterson with the Chronic Hope Institute. Thank you for being here. I'm Melissa Moore. Thank you for being here and hanging out on this Sunday. Go out, have a blessed day, and remember to be kind to everyone.